In the Beginning It was a hot summer day on a long, endless stretch of road. The Newsom family are on their way to moving near some of their family to start again. Tom and Mary, as well as eight-year-old Vicky, are enduring the long journey to a hopeful destination of Tom's brother, Dan. Times had driven them from their home as they made their escape with what money they have and their few possessions dragging behind them in a trailer. Like a modern covered wagon, they head west to find a new life and a new start. Tom Newsom knows he should be heading elsewhere, but has managed to lose his way. His wife tells him to pull off the interstate and see if they can find a map or directions. This violates his sense of manhood, but eventually he realizes it is a lost cause. He drives down a lonely road away from the interstate and sees a crossroad and a small run-down gas station. As he pulls into a gas station, the attendant begins to walk up to the car. Howdy, says the attendant. Hi yourself, Tom replies. Say, do you know how to get to Hemdale? We are not far, I know, but not sure which way to go. You want to take the road to the right. Follow it to Sands and then left on 88. That will take you straight to Hemdale. Tom says, thank you, sir. The attendant looks at the young girl in the back and asks, why, who might you be? The girl looks away, shy and blushing while her mom, Mary, responds. Vicky, answer the nice man. Vicky, what a nice name for a pretty girl. You know, I have a feeling you're going to grow up to be a very important person. Vicky looks at the man as he intently stares back and quietly says, Yes, indeed, you will make a huge difference in many. A silence creeps in as only the sound of desert winds blow. Mary looked at the attendant, then Vicky, and then to Tom. Well, honey, don't you think we should be going? She turns to the attendant. Thank you, sir, for your guidance. The attendant slowly looks back at the parents and says, No problem, ma'am. You people have a safe trip. The attendant backs away as the Newsoms begin to move their car forward. Vicky stares at the man as he nods his head, yes, at her. Vicky looks confused but curious as the man never stops staring the whole time they drive away. She stares back as far as she can. Mom, who was that man? Mary answered. Just a man who runs a gas station. He looks like I've seen him before. You just remember seeing someone like him. We have never been around here before. What was he telling me? I think he was trying to be nice to you. Tom interrupts. You two need to shut up. I'm trying to concentrate on the road and don't need a lot of chit-chat. A silence befalls them for a while, and Mary asks, Honey, would you like the radio on? Tom says, If it would shut that trap of yours... Do you have to talk like that to me? Look, I'm trying to keep us alive and fed, which is a bit hard when you bitches won't leave me alone. Tom, do you have to use such language in front of our child? You bring it out in me. I can't wait to get to my brother's house and have a drink. Please, Tom, do you have to drink? Hasn't it done enough damage? Listen up. You two drive me to drink. That's the reason I lost my job and our home. Don't put that on me, and especially your daughter. Tom is getting more and more upset, and as soon as his wife begins to utter something else, he slaps her in the face. Mary grabs her face with her hand and quietly stares out the window, whimpering. Vicky is sitting there with her mouth open as the tears build in her eyes. 
She knows not to cry or say anything, as this will just draw her dad's anger to her. She is young, but can sense the pain in her mom. The emotional tether is like an invisible connection of energy, a conduit of empathy flowing to and from them both. Hours pass, and silence is king as the air is thick with control from Tom. He is on edge, unsure of what their future holds. He knows his older brother has always been there for him. Dan has always tried to take care of Tom growing up. Dan, in poor health himself, is happy to try to help, especially since the death of his wife and his son Derek moved out. Dan's home is quiet and inviting. Tom knows it is his safety net. 